0: Welcome to the See Me Now podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Coleman, here with my co-host, Caitlin Birdsall. And we are joined today by Colorado Macy University Assistant Professor of Mathematics, Anna Spethia. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So you are a professor or assistant professor of a subject that many people, um, what's the right way to say
1: this? Hate. <laughs> It's a little strong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, don't do not love. It's not maybe a lot of students' favorite subject. Mm-hmm. How did you get into not only learning math but wanting to to make a career
2: out of it and teach it? So it's one of those things that I've always wanted to do since I was a little kid. Um, like when I was in in first grade, we had to do the "What do you want to be when you grow up?" and I actually like wrote math teacher. Um, and my dad's a math professor, so. You know, I'm I'm literally living the dream. Um, it's what I've always wanted. What is it about numbers that um, I would say are your passion? I mean, I don't really like numbers. That's not my passion. <laughs> I think there's a big misconception with people's like ideas of what math really is Um, and it's not about you know calculations or computations and some some math is right like applied mathematicians might disagree with me but I'm I'm a pure mathematician I like to I like the ideas and the theory and the way that things come together Um, and I rarely ever do any computations really (laughs)
1: I love that. Are there other misconceptions that you want to address today about math in general? Because I think oh people gosh. have a pretty narrow scope of what math and mathematics is. So are there any other misconceptions? Yeah, no, it's it's all a misconception,
2: actually. <laughs> like, math is not what people think it is at all. Um, it's There's, there's just this article that I really think that, like, I'm going to make my students read from now on um, every semester that really sort of gets to the the meat of it, Um and yeah, people think that it's this like very um, rigid sort of, you know, numerical thing or whatever. Um, but it's 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 artistic. It's kind of the opposite of that. It's like it's extremely,, um, it's, it's an art form and it's just fun. It's supposed to be fun. It's about discovery. It's about figuring things out. It's not about like, give me a formula and let me apply it. It's, it's about like, let's construct this formula. Let's figure out like how things work. Give me some ideas and um, like, how do I put all of this together? So yeah, it's a, it's a playground. Um, it's an imaginary world that you just play with. That's what it is. That's incredible that you said
0: that because I know for a fact I have never thought about math as a art form. And that's because I'm one of those people who I went to math, you know, I took a math course in college and cried the whole way through. And I just, I love it so much because it's opening my eyes already. And I I think maybe could you compare it to you are Venezuelan and you are fluent in English and Spanish. Would you compare it as um, maybe
2: to, to language, learning another language? Well, it's it's 100% another language, too, right? Like, so math is a universal language. One of the beauties of it is that you can communicate with people that don't speak your, you know, your language, your tongue, but you can still understand the mathematics that they do. Like, you can read math in Russian and in English and in German and whatever, right? Um But besides the fact that you can communicate in it, it's a language in the sense that it has, um, it is about communicating ideas, right? And so it's not just like, I I understand how to solve this, but like, can I explain it to somebody else? Um, How do I write this down in a way that's elegant? And there's a lot of elegance in in math. Um, When you're publishing something or when you're writing something up, like there's there's not just like a right and wrong way of doing things it's you can't see my air quotes here anyway but um <laughs> but it's more like it's it's a flavor you know like some people might like something and might not like something else and um there's different areas of math that you might prefer over another area um sometimes you read something and it's like that's not my style of writing just like in when you're reading a book or you're looking at a painting or anything like that or music, you know, there's there's taste to it in the same exact way as any other art form. Um, but, yeah, it, it is it is most like an art than anything else. It's that's what I would say for sure. <laughs>
1: I love that you describe math as kind of this universal language, because like Kelsey mentioned, you're Venezuelan. I know you've lived in Argentina and Mexico, obviously here in the United States. And so it is universal across all of those countries, but mm-hmm. I would assume there's some kind of niche nuances that are a little bit different in each. Can you maybe talk for a little bit about if there's any differences you noticed between doing math in different countries?
2: Yeah. I mean, there's like mild differences. It's not really a big deal or anything, but in some countries. Like in Venezuela, we use commas instead of periods and periods for commas, for example. like, And you do long division backwards, which is, um, you know, again, it's just mild, but it's just funny because it's something that I did backwards my whole life. And now I still have to think about the American way to do it. Um, but, yeah, for the most part, I would say that um, at least the ideas are the same across the board, right? So you're still taking... I mean, even when you're doing long division, there's still a dividend in a divisor, right? Just where you put it on paper doesn't make a difference in the way that you interpret things.
1: So I feel like your love for math is very apparent, and, and I love getting to hear about it. Um, but what was it about teaching that made you decide, not only do I love math and that's what I want to do, but I want to teach it to other people?
2: Yeah, well, I was a tutor all through college. Um, first, just because, I mean... It pays a lot better than doing much, pretty much anything else in college, right? Like, I'm on bartending or whatever you can do. Um, So I I tutored, and I started tutoring for the the learning centers. um, And there were several different ones at UT Austin where I went to college. So I could, like, you know get lots of hours doing this. And I also privately tutored for a really long time. Um, And I was just always given really great feedback about how I explain things and that um, it was really just rewarding to watch a student go from thinking that it made no sense to just like, oh, I totally get it now. Why didn't they say this in the first place? Blah, blah, blah. You know, all those aha moments that they would have were were really exciting and um and I thought that I could do it on a larger scale and um I've always known that I wanted to to be a professor well when I found out that what it entailed right because I wanted to continue to do math aside from just teaching it I didn't want to just like be a high school teacher or something and and then focus only on the teaching I wanted to do more than that um So I know I like the flexibility that this job offers where I have some students and then I also have like projects and other things that I can work on.
0: Yeah. What are some of those math projects or research projects that you do specific to math and what kind of math?
2: So, well, my area of math is is algebra. I'm an algebraist and algebra is not what you think it is. It's not high school or even college algebra. Um... It's abstract, right? So it's about uh, algebraic structures. Um, so just like objects that have be- that behave a certain way amongst each other. Like you can add them or multiply them or co-multiply them or whatever. There's a bunch of other terms out there. Um, and what I do is basically I, I work with... Um, groups that act on other groups. like imagine if you have a set of objects and then another set comes and attacks it and then that set gets like shuffled, right the attacked set. Um, and then my job is to figure out if if it was kind of like random and chaotic or if there's a group of elements that were that behaved nicely during the attack like did they sort of stay put? Right. And then they're kind of like the center of your focus. Um, But with undergraduate students, I always do other things, too, that are less sort of out there. Um, Esoteric, would you say? Yeah, I think that, like, basically when you start doing really advanced math and sort of cutting edge math, it's a little out there. Like, it's a little crazy. We, We push the boundary until... You no longer recognize what you're doing, and there's like three people in the world that no understand what you're doing. Basically,
0: yeah. I, I'd actually like to dive into that if we could. Because, <laughs> I mean, with science, we're always hearing about you know the latest, um, as in with yeah. technology, you know, there's always something new happening and evolving. But you don't hear much about, or at least I'm not hearing much about, what's coming out of the math world, but I it sounds like there's a lot of new. Uh, thoughts and theories that are coming out of of math
2: yeah um there's a lot and there's they're in different fields um like there's several different areas of math um man this is really hard to explain to somebody that like doesn't know what what's I'm like going four plus four <laughs> that's all I got yeah um <laughs> no I just mean that there's Okay, you know how in high school, let me just try to like bring it down to high school. You've got algebra and then geometry and calculus. Um, They're kind of different, right? Like geometry had a different flavor to algebra and maybe calculus was a whole other different flavor together um, because of this like act of this, this whole limit process and the continuity. So they they kind of, they go into um, more depth later on, right? And they become more like topology or geometry um, and analysis, which is more like the calculus route goes into analysis, and then algebra goes into its own thing uh, that's algebraic structures and things like that. So you sort of like end up dividing into these different groups. And um, and, yeah, and yeah, once they push to the edges, they're just in completely different directions. Um, but you're not going to hear much about what's happening in the math world that way because it's not necessarily applicable most of the time if there's an applied math thing then you'll probably hear about how it applied to like physics or you know engineering or something like that but with pure math um it's it's not applicable it is an art form it is something that's very niche and a few people, you know, understand it. And we have conferences where we talk to each other and, you know, explain our results. But um, getting the general public interested in that is going to be probably impossible. I mean, we don't even understand each other's talks most of the time. It's just like you hear the first five minutes and you're like, oh, that's really cool. And then you get lost. You know, we can't follow. It's too deep and too
0: dense. Would you compare it to like different species? It's almost like you're all a different species.
2: Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. We talk different languages. And so maybe the first five minutes we're all talking, you know, the same, we're all speaking English or whatever. And then after a while, it's just like, what is this? Um, But you get the gist of it maybe. And then there's pictures and things like that. And you can ask questions. But um, yeah, for the most part, you can really only delve into your area and understand that deeply. Um, And then, then it gets really, it's too much information. No, no human being can actually process that much.
1: So as um, somebody in the math field or industry, are you using different technology or is it pen and paper that you're using or how are you when you're talking about these really complicated mathematical problems that you're solving or you know theories that you're working through i'm just curious what technology um what role that plays in it yeah
2: no pen pen and paper pretty much um we don't like i said it's not that computational you know you don't really rely on computers too much because there's nothing to compute um their their theorems and ideas and concepts and proofs, you know. So sometimes you use the computers to perhaps create a bunch of examples and get an idea of whether something might be true or false. Um, but most of it is you got to just figure it out, pen and paper, old school. <laughs>
1: and with your research that you worked on cuz you said you really enjoy being in the classroom and being able to teach but you also enjoy the research aspect of it are you working on any projects with other disciplines here at CMU or are you just really honed in and focused in on your world so
2: i would i have some ideas of things that i, I i'm a kind of like a rare little math bird, because I had a difficult time choosing an area. Um, and because of that, I kind of went and did all of them for a little while. So I ha- I went pretty deep into each of these different worlds before choosing algebra and sticking to it. Um, so I still like everything, you know, and I will do projects in different areas of math, I do combinatorics and topology a lot. Um, I like analysis, even and it's uh, it's interesting because I can think about how to use some of these things to perhaps um, bring in some other disciplines. Like I had a project in mind that I someday want to do, which involves data topology and um, and genetics, and um, it'd be really cool to work with like a biologist or someone that understands DNA sequencing and we can do something that, um, hopefully I would like to see if there's any kind of like big data that you can do with like cancer cells and stuff like that. Um, but for the most part right now, all I've been doing is teaching and I had a baby. And so that has consumed me 100%. Um, I'm still I'm still pretty new here. I like you said I'm an assistant professor. I'm not tenured yet, so I've got some work to do still. But I do have ideas, and I'm excited about them. And as soon as my baby can go to daycare, I can start doing things again. The
0: exciting thing is, is uh, this last academic school year we just launched uh, Advanced CMU, and that is like this hub where yeah, exactly, you have these ideas of research that you want to collaborate with other faculty members and so um i'm excited to see maybe you get involved with advanced cmu and and launch something like that once you're little how old how old almost one almost one yeah what's her name olivia olivia once olivia By the way, she has my
2: last name (laughs) we had a deal that if we had a boy he'd have his last name if it was a girl it was mine so the next one you might have his last name
1: (laughs) we'll see stay tuned yeah (laughs) So I think one other kind of shifting away from math really quick is that in your faculty profile, you said you love to bake and potentially maybe one day want to open a bakery. Talk to us about your love for baking um, and potentially opening a bakery. I do love to bake.
2: Um, I also love to eat. And those things are dangerous. Um, but I I do. I want to open up my own bakery. I want to call it Barry's Bakery because I think that would be funny. Um it's almost like my my last name, Berry's Bakery. I <laughs> okay. like it. And then. Usually um, marketing, forget I know, math. I always bake uh, for my students at the end of the semester. Um, I made scones and cookies this year. And the only time I didn't do it was for COVID because we couldn't, you know touch anything. Um, But other than that, I've always made them like cookies. Sometimes I ask them like what their favorites are and if there's any allergies and they like make different batches of stuff. Um, This year I just made one batch with nuts and one without it. But um, sometimes I go all out and I'm like peanut butter and sugar cookies and chocolate chip. and, um, And I make pies. I love baking pies and making the really intricate crusts and like the lattice crusts and braiding and that's one good way to get your students to come to class. <laughs> I'm going to math but there's baked goods. Yeah. Well, they come to class cuz if not, you know, they fail. <laughs> Usually it's not a class Even you want to skip. <laughs> Very true. I have, but oh. I did get really good feedback about the this year a student emailed me back and said that um, I made their day basically with the cookies. They were having a rough day and it was really great to have cookies and they, they were very thankful.
0: Oh, that's nice. See, this is, this is my philosophy. You, if you think something nice, you should always say it. So I I bet that made you feel good. Like, oh, like this was,
2: I'm glad I made these cookies. No, it makes me feel really good. Especially like when we ask for student evals and stuff, most people don't share the good stuff. They just use it as a like, place to complain. And so you don't get to hear anything that they really liked. Most of it is just negative. You know, like they won't write down a lot of really good things. They'll just say like, yeah, it was great. Good, fun. But then if you want to hear something bad, that's when they'll, you know, elaborate. (laughs) But it's nice whenever you get actual positive feedback. Can,
0: can we dive into, uh, this is like a quick, well, I'm, I'm like really veering off here, but your relationship with your father, because you had mentioned earlier in the podcast that he was also, or he, yeah, he is, or he was um, a, a math professor. And what did your childhood look like then? Were you, you know, was he bringing you math problems at the, at the dinner table for fun instead of, you know, going out and throwing a baseball or something like that?
2: It's not so much of an instead of. Um, We did both of those things. So I I played sports a lot growing up, and we played soccer and baseball and basketball and all those things, and we also um, did math problems. (laughs) And I think that that's an important. I wanted to say that like actively because I think that people think that you do one or the other a lot, and um, like I'll hear a lot that I'm not good at math. I'm more of an English person. Like. I'm an English person too. I read. <laughs> I know. I I write very well. Like, and I enjoy both of those things. You don't have to do one or the other. I also paint. Um, you know, I love music. I sing, and I love playing sports. Um, and with my dad, it was the same thing. Growing up was a bunch of stuff together. My mom is also a mathematician. Actually, she did her bachelor's in math, and then she did a master's in computer science, and so. But I did most of, like, with her, I did a lot of cooking and um, painting and things like that and singing and musical stuff. And with my dad, I did more sports and math together. Um, but, yeah, I actually did solve my, f- I posed a question for the first time by myself when I was, like, 11. And I solved it um, with his guidance, of course. But he, he really let me figure it out by myself. So it was like my first theorem ever. That
1: was pretty fun. It's amazing. I'm 36 and I've never once asked a question or solved it as far as a theorem. So we've got aspirations for the future. (laughs) You've probably asked
2: questions. You might not even realize that they're math questions. That's true.
1: (laughs) So you've been at CMU since I think 2018, correct? Mm -hmm. So you've been here for a couple of years now. What's next for you? Um,
2: I would love to watch a program here developed that was like in it in like a more advanced program maybe a master's degree or something like that in math um that would be really really cool I would love to do more projects like the ones that we discussed not just with students but maybe other faculty um but again those are just things that I sort of can't think about any of that right now because I have so much on my plate and all i think about is my little baby girl 90% of the time so it's like that's where my mind is at right now but it's important it yeah. is mm-hmm. she's the love of my life yep.
0: <laughs> you said you love to read and i'm wondering if there's maybe a a book that you can recommend that is just really fun for general audience but also maybe covers some some theories or ideas or topics around math or are they just you're just all over
2: the place with your reading uh I am pretty much all over the place with my reading um the books that I like to read have nothing to do with math um, my favorite types of books are stories that are kind of like you know the house of spirits I don't know um it's like family stories sort of like generational stories or things that have a little bit of a like magical twist to them but not but it's not magic it's just um be fantasy a little bit fantasy but just a, ta- a touch yeah. or like a uh, kite runner you know that one mm-hmm. yeah that's that was a really, a really,
1: great really good book. one mm-hmm. yeah those I like are that my
0: you, like that you hit on that though, because I think it's an important thing to remember that we are also multi dimensional. And yeah. just because you're really good at one thing doesn't mean that you don't love all these other things and that yeah. you're interested in learning something new.
2: And it's not like that's my only focus in life, right? Like, I do really love math, it's really fun. I enjoy doing it. I don't want to have another job that doesn't involve doing math. Um, but I Don't all, like, math is not all over the place for me. Like, I don't use math when I'm cooking, and I don't use math, I guess I kind of use it when I'm painting, but just naturally. (laughs) Um, But it's not all math, right? Like, there are other things to to life and to all of us. Yeah, we are very much so multidimensional. And I don't think that there's math people and non-math people or anything like that. It's just what you enjoy... And what you're, you know, yes, we're naturally good at certain things, and and we like to keep pursuing those things that we're good at. Um, but also, I think more people would be really good at math if they knew what it actually was.
0: Well, Dr. Betty Spethia, or also known as Dr. Barry, thank you so much for being here today.
2: Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. It's fun.
0: Thank you for listening to the See Me Now podcast. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.